0: Hey, what's better on a Sunday night than sitting back with a family, having some popcorn around the radio, and listening to the four outdoorsmen? But it's
1: not Sunday night. Dragging out 180-inch.
0: This is being recorded, and it's being played Sunday night. Dragging out 180-inch whitetail. Next
1: question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just teasing you. We're recording from Capra's Outdoors on a Wednesday, but this is Sunday. Welcome to the show. It's been a couple weeks. We had last week off. Thanks, everyone. We played the show about the lady getting eaten by a whale.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a great story. You know, Which, if, you, if you guys didn't hear that story originally a few months back and we played it again Sunday, you can listen to it, uh, You can
1: go to the4outdoorsman.com for the number four and, uh, scroll back. It was last May, I know, because it talked about fishing opener. So it was last May and we, uh... Yeah, you can do it Spotify,
2: Liam, iTunes, Spotify. Or
1: I just got it Apple. on, um... It's on Apple... It's on uh, iHeart. It's, it's everywhere that podcasts are played.
0: That's awesome. It's one of the, you know, the, we've had a lot of guests, and uh, I know this is Hunting and Fishing and outdoor show, and we're blessed. This Strewman here, Mark, Luke, and Sam are here today, and, of course, at Capra's Palatial Studios. But that's one of the most interesting stories we've ever had. Yes. and you know, The lady was literally swallowed by a whale. A freaking whale. You know
2: what it's cool, too? I felt like uh, Chris Farley right there. Um, <laughs> how many people that have interviewed her, and we got her. Like, I mean, she was on some very,
0: very yeah. well-known. She got paid a lot of money, she told me, for some of those interviews. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. How much the, did you pay her? The $15,000. Same thing that I, uh, <laughs> Same thing that I paid Tony Levo when he signed that baseball. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. That was fun. What, what about the beautiful weather? Yeah. 80? Hey, listen to this. It's beautiful today, of course. I worked Monday's game. I just came back from the Twins game just now. Well, this is slick from Target Field. Even with 18,000 people to there, leaving Target Field, I got here in about 25 minutes, which is, which is pretty good. Washington yeah. and Hennepin can be pain in the ass. But anyway, so it's a gorgeous day. We've come through maybe the, one of the worst winters that I can remember in the last 20, 30 years. That's me personally. And halfway through the, like the 4th inning, you know, some guy comes up. I'm working section 121. He comes up. Damn, it's so hot down there. I said, what are you bitching about? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would you complain today when two weeks ago we had snow and what a mess. It's-,
1: it's It's weird to think that. Yes, two weeks ago we were ice fishing in Arctic blizzards. Yeah, and now I have shorts and flip flops on. Yes, it's, uh, it's It's a cliche to say it, but only in Minnesota. Yeah, I All want
2: right. to personally thank Chris and Steve up at Arrowhead for an awesome time. Yeah, yeah. it. it was miserable walking. <laughs> it, we're not, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It sucked walking. But you know what made it completely forget about it was their awesome company. Yeah. yeah. They are spectacular individuals. And together a couple. I mean, Chris, you know, has supported us. You know, she she was so excited that we bought Capra's. Yeah. I mean, she has a bait and tackle shop, and she was just so kind. That lady has been emailing me every day with awesome tips, pointers, different stuff through the state, like just awesome, awesome networking stuff. And I, I mean, that means so much to me. Yeah,
0: and we're talking about the Chris and Steve of Arrowhead Outdoors up in Ely, Minnesota, one of our sponsors, which, but they're friends as well. Yes. And that's, and developing relationships is the name of the game. So yes, it's, we had so much fun up there. We, we, we realized it's going to be a challenge to walk a, a mile, mile and a half, whatever it is, into the Boundary 6. Waters. 6.2 try 2 to, miles. Try, so. to, try, <laughs> to, try to catch a few fish. And Sam, the first day... I uh, was not happy camper, and uh, uh, your back was bothering you. And literally, if you guys didn't hear any of our, see any of our Facebook page uh, posts or whatever, but Sam literally, we saw a, a guy with a dog sled go hush. You know, he's bringing this dog sled, and Sam took two hundred dollars out of his billfold. And kind of waved it in the air and says, "Man, if this guy comes near us, I'm paying him 200 bucks to get me back into the, into some civility, civility." But I, uh, I
2: also I started out with 200 because I had a couple more hundies to play with in case he didn't negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I was that serious. Yeah, he like, was. I felt like it was a Craigslist thing. I was ready to negotiate, but
0: and the, and the dogs were all excited. They pulled up and they see Sam at six four, about three and a half, and they shook their heads and they sat down It's no freaking way, man. It was like a coyote in a trap. It not yeah. its way out. It, it bit its way out of his collar. Sam. <laughs> Sam sat. Sam sat in that in that uh, the sled, and all four dogs are up in the air. You know one of those? <laughs> <laughs> Their legs are like the the, the reindeer. You know? yeah. <laughs> we're not hitting anything. <laughs> yeah, but it uh, was fun. How was Easter for you boys?
2: It was uh, eventful. You know, it's uh, we had a couple of them, and I uh, I will say one of the best things about Easter, just like Thanksgiving, is leftovers. I love fried ham in the morning. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you get a, I love it to be like a cooked ham, and the mm-hmm. next couple days you A little crispy it, on the edges. Oh. Yeah.
1: And, and runny Just eggs. Caramelized.
2: Kinda... So I'm a scrambled
1: egg type Ugh. of guy. Um, I actually but, like uh, those two, but I like the little bit of runniness to go
0: on the ham. Yeah, that's good. But
2: it was great. I mean, family, you know. And if you
0: cook it on a, a, a fire pit outside, this is the outdoor show. So you're cooking that yeah. stuff yes, outside. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. While well, I'm cleaning the deer. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was great. You know, I spent time with the families, both sides, and you know we're blessed to have such a good family, and like you guys are, and Mm. uh, so it's
0: good. You know, it's talking um, about the ham. I don't know who invented this a billion years ago, but ham and pineapple is a great combination. My mom, it's a great combination. It is. I'll
1: pass. Oh, Mark! Mark, are you what?
0: I, I like, will have I look, yours, please. I like
1: pineapple. I like ham. Leave it off my pizza. I'm, I'm cool oh, no. with, with sausage. No, no, oh. no. He's talking
2: about the combination of a, of a baked, baked ham with, with pieces oh. of pineapple ring on top of it. Ooh. And it just kind of like turned a little dark brown. Yeah. It's soft. It's sweet. I like fresh pineapple, man. Oh. I don't like cooked pineapple. What? You don't like grilled pineapple? No. You don't like pineapple on a pizza okay, either, lo- huh? I I would eat it, and I would... It'd be okay with it. When you grill, when you slice and dice, uh, just slice a fresh pineapple, you core it out or don't core it out, whatever you like, and throw that baby on the grill, a few minutes each side. There's nothing, there's nothing more sweeter and juicier than that pineapple.
0: All right, let me ask you this then. Because nah. my pretty wife, Diana, just texted me at the ball game today and she goes, pork chops on the grill tonight. Ooh. Is pineapple pineapple good with pork chops? I'd put pineapple on anything. I think so too. I if think you, so. she if she likes applesauce. sauce, she likes apple sauce. On oh yeah, pork chops. we grew up rice. Kind apple of old sauce. rice a, yep. applesauce, Rice, yep. Apple cream and mushroom gravy. By the way, Sam and Mark are putting together a Four Outdoorsman cookbook. Cullin- cookbook. <laughs> yeah. This week on um, <laughs> <And> Culinary <laughs> Outdoors. <laughs> the only thing in it is how to grill. Yeah. I know nothing yeah, else. Yeah. 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 And there'll be a whole chapter on fire. By, <laughs> yeah. by, by, by Barry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. So we're blessed. But anyway, so I understand that we're... We might have some snow again in a couple of days. That's no. shut up. Yeah. Are you kidding? I this heard was, rain. This this weekend might be, it's not gonna stick, but it's gonna snow. I heard something. rain. <laughs> That's the epitome of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Keep like Steve Cannon used to say in WCCL, it keeps the riffraff out. Yeah. And you know? what's uh hell, if we're within a couple inches of the record, let's let's just break
2: the sun. Well, a yeah, <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. We're, Especially if it melts right here. Away. I was talking to um actually um this is Good, excited. I'm bringing Blackfish stuff in the store, nice. guys. I met with them today. Good. Uh, we're doing some clam stuff, some clam tackle for ice fishing. Uh, bringing in the full Blackfish uh, nice assembly line. Uh, not assembly line, just their line. They're going to be making it here? Yeah. <laughs> <They got a laughs> tiny little <laughs> hands yeah. sewing. Yeah. Yeah. Got little munchkins. <laughs> munchkins are sitting there. again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <but, laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But anyway, I was talking to um, those guys, and I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, they were saying that. It's so funny that, you know, of course, you buy this big business, this biggest risk of your life, and you have the worst ice fishing conditions yeah. in the last like 15 years. Yeah, and they were saying that th- there's never three years of bad weather. Like in farming, you might have a couple bad years, and then that third year is like you're going to just make hay and you're going to forget about those last two. So all these big corporations in ice fishing were thinking, like this year, we had two mediocre years. The only reason they were. Did sales well? Was COVID, and so they're like, "This year is going to be awesome. We're going to make the best ice. We're going to be crushing it." And then we had the worst ever. Mm-hmm. So the nice <laughs> thing is, we're nowhere but up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You have to- but Blackfish,
1: that's great. Blackfish, of course, is a sponsor of ours and has yep. been for since it started. Really, yep. uh, clam even longer before that. So we're happy to. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you got some worked yeah, out.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, I think it's going to be good. They're they're local. They're good guys, and they came out with some really good stuff at a decent price, so I'm, I'm excited.
0: Speaking of the Minnesota Twins, we know the best player we had in the last year was Arise. Remember Arise, mm-hmm. right? He's just fun. He's a spark plug. He was he loved to play the game. He was exciting. He just had fun, and, and he hit like 340 or something, one of these things. Amazing hitter. Did he hit what happened yesterday? No. He's playing for Miami, obviously, and uh, oh, he hits, hits for the cycle. <laughs> single, double, triple, home run. Isn't is he batting 400-something? 518. Oh, man. <laughs> but 518. But he, anyways, he, I mean, he's not going to hang out. But I bet someday he's going to hit 400. This guy is that will. good.
2: And you know what I hope about guys like that, who are just good individuals, who are hell of an athlete? Like Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves. I was watching the Timberwolves last night. If we would have won, you know, we would have gotten to the playoffs. Now we have another one. Why don't teams like take like an arise, let's say, and freaking build around them? Yeah, like build around him. Like they tried doing that with Buxton. Yeah, but <laughs> Buxton Suxton. I just came up with
0: that. He's good. He is good. He's but, really uh, good. He's he very good. He up. got but hurt. Like, he got hurt today. He but, did. Like, yeah, yeah, like just, bad. No, we don't know. He, he collided with a second baseman on a ground ball thing, and he did a flip over his head and stuff. It was kind of cool, uh, but he walked off the field. But he's you know it's day to day. But Farmer, when one guy we just picked up this lad this year, uh, got hit right in the face with a fastball. Yowch. In the face, wasn't the helmet was not the neck or shoulder, in the face. Why didn't he turn? Uh, He did. was in the side, either the jaw or the cheekbones where he got it. Missed the helmet. I I was right there. And uh, so I just say a little prayer for Farmer, man, because that's no fun. He'll be out for a little while. Say a
2: little prayer for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Do some quick shout-outs. You want to do some shout-outs? Yeah, and we'll take a break and go to. uh, Who do we
2: have on the show tonight?
0: Veterans on the Lake. Andy Birkin passes fast first Veterans on the Lake. And then Mark's got a buddy. Yeah. On. Mr. Ron Cher is gonna join us Who? at what's that? Who? I don't know. Some
1: guy around here with a dog. I don't know. <laughs> Raven. Anyway, a lot of people don't know it, but turkey hunting is Ron's biggest passion. And so every turkey season we like get him on to talk a little bit about that. We can talk a little about the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest. In fish, anything that uh, Ron wants to talk about. Because he he's Ron Chair, He's earned that, he, right? He does, yes. All right, we have a couple shout-outs. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. Uh, I, I got some great pictures from Rainy. Uh, my friend Jim Dickerman went to the Rainy River this week for the first time, and he sent me a picture of a 58-inch sturgeon. Looks like a beast, and he's got a big smile on his face. Um, Craig Rudolph says, headed out turkey hunting this wonderful afternoon. Good luck for everyone out turkey hunting. Uh, Steve Renenberg says ice conditions are changing very quickly. Um, ice out will likely happen before opener, which is great. So make plans. And Tony Freund wrapped up the ice season over the weekend, ended it with his personal best crappie, 13.625. That's, Congratulations. That's nothing. On your personal best. That's a nice fish. It is a nice fish. I'll tell you, I caught uh, a beautiful fish in Ely. Yeah, you did. A 14-incher.
2: Four, a
1: 14-incher. Yeah
2: not much else but it was wonderful. <laughs> so my uncle Mike, you know like you sure they always used to do it by a pound. Yeah. What do you think that fish weighed? 2 pounds? I have no idea. Honestly, um,
1: that is also what we It's close. Do.
0: It's not it's not a 2 pound. It was close, I bet you. Okay. Someone yeah. someone will tell us that.
1: Yeah, I mean I remember as a kid I had the mini Zebco like scale. And I would weigh everything because everything was
2: in pounds. Yeah, right? no matter what. It must be a generational thing because like, I
1: like. I really like that they go by length now because it's just so much easier on the fish. <laughs> there you
2: go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so we have a break.
1: <laughs> yes, let's. Uh, well, we we only have thirteen minutes. We got a little oh, time left. Oh, sorry. <laughs> one minute left, right? Well, he you said we were going to break. break. One minute. I'm sorry. Um. No, we're excited to have Andy Bergen pass on next. Veterans on the lake. We got to stay with him. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Beautiful place. Uh, we'll have to have him talk about
2: the wolves story he told us too. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. You know what was yeah. nice about Andy, his passion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You feel that passion about what he does up there. I th- think he's on the way to Rainy right now or uh, tomorrow morning. He's going up there as well with John Basie. You know, so these guys, he, he is—he's uh, the real deal. Good for him, man. Very passionate. Yeah. I love it. And he's a friend of ours. Yes, he he's is. A of ours. So we, we have a place
1: to stay for life, right? I think
0: so. If we Hopefully. work it out well, <laughs> just
1: don't piss
2: him off, right? are you uh sam are you going turkey hunting anytime soon um right now actually i just have it in my pocket i got james and luke tags um i'm gonna try and see if i can do get them one <laughs> james or get, i'm get, taking him to school it's like i don't know 6 30 or whatever tell our
0: listeners how old james is. he's
2: eight okay and he goes dad there's a turkey by the horses Sure enough, a turkey's in our corral by the horses. Walks right into our barn. I'm like on opener, yes. like <laughs> for sunrise. a Turkey and I have feet in there, so I'm sure that's what they're it's just good, going but, to town. Yeah, but it's like a turkey's walking. I was like, we don't even have to, have to drag them far. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but they're fighting. You know, they're it's. Uh, I we saw a bunch of them, but it, yeah. Well, I'm gonna try and do it soon. We'll see. With this weather, it's gonna be weird. But all right, up next, Andy Birkenpass of Veterans on the Lake. Enjoy the evening, everyone. We'll be right back. The Four Outdoorsmen is being recorded live at Capra Sporting Goods.
3: Missed part of Bob Outdoors? No problem. Just click on the Weekend tab at MyBobCountry.com to listen back to The Four Outdoorsmen anytime.
1: It's time for Capra Sporting Goods Ice Fishing Clearance Sale. Get select ice fishing stuff for up to 30% off. Get huge discounts on electric augers like Strike Master, Ion, and Razor. Electronics like Garmin LiveScope, Vexlar, Markham, Otter and Eskimo sleds and hubs, rods, reels, tackles, and more. These are the best deals of the year. In-store only. Call or come in for specific pricing on what you're looking for. While supplies last, Capra's Outdoors on Highway 65 in Blaine. You know who has deals?
0: Capra's has deals if you're an angler devil's lake speaks for itself big fish and a lot of fish but the entire town is filled to the brim with fun all year round there's weekly movies and concerts in the park early june brings the devil's run classic car show you can take a chance at spirit lake casino or be part of the 47th chamber team walleye tourney on june 23rd and if you like hiking trails or a great restaurant or a round of golf (laughs) devil's lake baby Devil'sLakeND.com. and thanks a balsam beach resort is just five miles south of Bemidji not just to fish but completely enjoy a memorable family experience sure multi-species fishing on beautiful lake plantagenet is superb but with the heated pool all the lakeshore water toys basketball court bonfires at night balsam beach resort is a must patty and clint they work their butts off to make sure that the cabins and grounds are spotless and your guests are going to make memories they're going to last a lifetime Trust Strewman on this one. Check out balsambeachresort.com. Arrowhead Outdoors and Ely, Minnesota. It's a beautiful destination with Minnesota's best fishing outfitter. Based on the Star Tribune's Reader's Choice Awards of 2022. Chris and Steve of Arrowhead Outdoors have one big goal. That's to make sure all of us enjoy spring and summer months in Ely during 2023. Hey, there's only one bait store in Ely that's open all year round, which shows a commitment to everyone who loves the outdoors. Relish the doorstep to the BWCA. That's Arrowhead Outdoors.
1: Upgrade your summer fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing boats from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side Starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale, going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details.
4: Hey, it's Jeff Jones here from your No Repeat Workday, and there were so many people that signed up for the Bob FM Summer Walleye Connection at Ballard's Resort. They decided to open up 10 more slots for people to sign up. So if you thought about it and didn't sign up, grab one of the last remaining spots. It's two days guided fishing on Lake of the Woods, three nights lodging, all of your food, fishing equipment taken care of, and that includes the coach ride up to Ballard's and back. If you want to be one of the last 10 people to join us for the Bob FM Summer Walleye Connection with this special price, go to MyBobCountry.com for the full details
5: if you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much then stop worrying right now jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before it's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business jacuzzi a jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space it's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800 826 9895 That's 800 826 9895 right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800 826 9 that's 800 826 9895 800 826
2: 9895 The 4 Outdoorsmen is being recorded live at Capra Sporting Goods.
0: All right, the gang is back from Capra Sporting Goods, store in Blaine here right on Highway 65, actually, the service road on Highway 65 in Blaine, just south of Highway 10. And that's where we're doing some of the recordings these days, which is a lot of fun for all of us. We've got a special guest, somebody we've come pretty close to, Andy pass of Veterans on the Lake. The, it's a really cool place, man. It's a really, really cool. beautiful resort on Fall Lake in Ely, Minnesota. Andy, thanks for joining us one more time. You betcha. We just got Glad back. Glad to be here. Yeah, we... Uh, it, we become friends through Steve uh, and and Chris from uh, Arrowhead Outdoors, and then we planned this big hiking thing into the Bounty Waters. and And you said, "Oh, you want to be involved?" I'm thinking, "You want to go with us?" No, I want to. You can stay at my place. I'm not walking a mile into the Bounty <laughs> Waters. I can still. So, but
2: uh, uh, and it made sense now why everyone at the liquor store laughed at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> They probably gave you a good
2: discount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need
1: this.
0: You're gonna need
2: this fifth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's some ice for your knees.
0: Yeah, they told they told Sam you don't need a you don't need a tr- a, a trailer or a sled for your keg. It slides over the snow. Just yeah. <laughs> Just put a put a harness on you, Andy. Now you guys are on Fall Lake. I didn't I didn't realize until recently that Fall Lake is in partly in regular fishing and partly in in the boundary waters. How how big is Fall yeah.
3: Lake? I'm not sure on the acreage, but it is about seven miles long. Uh, A third of our lake is in the Boundary Waters Canoe Area, which uh, is pretty special to us. We're we're able to go into the Boundary Waters Canoe Area with all of our boats uh, because of what we do for disabled veterans. Uh, it's It's my understanding we have the only four pontoon boats in the United States of America, they're actually allowed to go into the Boundary Waters Canoe area. Uh, reason being is, is the service we provide to uh, our disabled veterans, uh, wheelchair-bound specifically veterans. We're able to get them out and get them in the outdoors and uh, show them what uh, us able-bodied folks are able to see as well. Oh, that's cool.
1: Andy, did you have to get a special permit or are they, were they just like, we're cool with this, do what you got to do?
3: No, there's, there's a lot of negotiations with uh, the United States Forestry Service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they saw a need for uh, ADA accessibility and adaptation for uh, differently abled folks. And they want to involve everybody in the BWCA. And this is, a, this is one way we're able to do that.
0: You know, you think about um, the DNR and everybody in the state of Minnesota wants more people to get out in the the outdoors and fish and hunt, and the more accessible we make it, the better off it is for everybody. And it wasn't too many years ago that the do-gooders, the tree-huggers, and what do you want to call them, tried to shut down a couple of those truck portages to get people into the bounty waters. And I just couldn't, did they ever shut any of those down, or are they still running?
3: So the four mile portage on our lake is shut down. Uh, the Prairie portage, which is, uh, north of us a a bit yet, is still running into the boundary waters canoe area. Uh, it's, it's regulated. I mean, everybody's got to get a permit that goes up into the, into the big lakes, the Basswood and Newton and, uh, Pipestone Falls area. There has to be permitting that goes on up there. And there's only so many permits a year that they, uh, that they allow motor use permits for. So we're, uh, we're, that's, that's not something that's in our wheelhouse, but I do know there's several folks, uh, private individuals and outfitters that use that prairie portage, uh, as part of their livelihood, their business. And as part of, uh, the, the other folks, uh, vacation plans, they like to come up and not everybody's good in a canoe. I mean, I'm, I'm 6'4", and a pretty healthy Iowa guy, and canoes and I don't get along too well. So I would just assume go up there in a boat as as opposed to a canoe, and and into each their own.
0: So if I get in the uh, Webster Dictionary, look up pretty healthy Iowa guy. (laughs) Will it show a picture of Andy Birkenbass? I'm just curious what the definition is, but I'm just kidding you because I'm I'm sitting right next to two other pretty healthy Minnesota guys. So uh, I'm like a a pimple on Mark Lukey's butt, man. That's about how big I am compared to these guys. Hey, talking about, okay, we're talking about uh, uh, veterans on the lake, and we've had you on once before and, and learned a lot about it, but Kind of go through the pro- how you got involved in Veterans on the Lake, if you would, and, and who you help, and how do people get involved in getting to stay at Veterans on the Lake Resort on Fall Lake and Ely?
3: So my, my passion or history of this facility goes back uh, 24 years prior to my employment here. Uh, there was a group out of the Iowa City VA health care system that came up, and my dad happened to be a uh, volunteer guide with uh with that organization came home after the trip uh talked real highly about what it did for uh the disabled vets that they brought out of the iowa city iowa area and uh he said it's just amazing it's amazing what uh what we can do it's not a disability it's a differently abled person and we actually show them educate them on what they can and what they're able to do and uh, it really brought a new light to a lot of people that uh that were in the dark about things you know they couldn't do things so yeah, yeah. came home told told me all about it um uh, i i'm an avid avid fisherman and I, I was uh at one point in my life i guess i was the catfish king in iowa I, I caught a lot of catfish and we always took care of our elders and and our neighbors and and gave hundreds of pounds of fish away every year and this one year we were really blessed we had uh We'd filled everybody's freezers and uh, still had a, a 150, 200 pounds of fish left. And Dad came back from the trip and says, "You know, we don't believe in wasting that stuff. Let's uh, let's have a fish fry and we'll donate the proceeds to uh, the fish, fishing trip up to veterans on the lake in uh, Minnesota." And I said, "That sounds like a great idea." I was, you know, a young kid at that time and get together, cook fish, drink beer with your friends, why worse the losing situation there. No, you know, there I, is none, I good idea. Great. Yeah, good uh, for you. First year we did about $2,700, really, really lit a fire underneath me and uh, instilled some things in me that uh, I didn't think were there. And, and uh, we did it for 20, uh, but, well, I did it for 24 years. Uh, the event did nothing but grow With uh, the last fish fry we did, we had 380-plus vendors or sponsors with silent auction, live auction, general raffle prizes uh, at the event. We cooked about 500 pounds of fish that we caught and raised about $30,000. The last 20 years of the trip, uh, we actually funded... uh, most, if not all, of the trip for the entire resort to be full up here for one week with veterans from all over the United States of America.
0: You talk about uh, uh, talking about what you've done, and, and the veterans on the lake is 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 blessed to have you up here and and stole you from Iowa. But uh, um, yeah, and you you have you're fully accessible to a lot of people, not just veterans. We understand that. What kind of fishing can veterans? disabled veterans, or even the public expect on
3: Fall Lake? Uh, it's it's a great walleye fishery. Uh, we actually had the Minnesota DNR come up and do a, they do a net survey every 10 years. And, and last year was our year to have the net survey done. And I happen to know the two gentlemen that, uh, that are part of the net crew. And they came up and said, our walleye population rivals, Lake for millions, and that's saying something. Oh, cool! Yeah. Uh, we have a very, very high population of walleyes now. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything and say we're we're able to compete with Lake of the Woods for size, but we do see a good uh, eighteen to twenty-two inch average come off of our lake, and plenty of numbers. I mean, with the with the walleye opener coming up, I can only only imagine that we're going to have a late ice out uh, a week before opener, I would say, and a late spawn on the fish. And we'll have anglers that come in with uh, 50 fish in the morning and 50 fish in the evening, you know, caught and released, but they'll have that many. It's it's that epic of a, of a fishery for walleyes. Cool. And then there's a great pike, uh, you know, they, the, the, the untold story about uh, smallmouth bass on this lake is is incredible.
0: Well, I know these, the the state record I, smallmouth bass is about eight pounds. I think it's almost eight pounds on the nose. It was caught out of uh, West Battle Lake, I think, something like that in Ottertail County. You mentioned to me there right? might there might be a bigger smallmouth bass than that in Lake in uh, Fall Lake.
3: There is. So I was. Uh, I was up with a veteran. This has probably been ten years ago, so I can't imagine the fish is still alive. But maybe. But I caught a fish that was nine pounds two ounces. Wow! Of course, it was on a, on a wanky scale, but <laughs> we measured it lengthwise and girthwise, and you know, it, it. I I can't promise you a state record fish, but I can guarantee you a personal best fish on Fall Lake. Uh, it, it's incredible absolutely an incredible smallmouth fishery underutilized because I'm, as i've learned as a non-native uh up here everything is about the walleye oh yeah and the crop. Mm-hmm. oh yeah mark's got a
1: speaking question speaking of that how long did it take you to get walleyes dialed in after being raised on catfish i know that myself personally raised in southern wisconsin uh you know it wasn't walleyes on the table it was it was bullheads carp and Maybe, maybe a catfish once in a while. So, uh, do you right, do you right. still like to catfish? Is that your true love, or have you taken to uh, the, the Minnesota State fish?
3: I, you know, I'm I, I'm always going to be a catfisherman at heart. I, I I lived it and breathed it for so long of, of, of my life, and uh, my grandfather, who was a World War II vet. Uh, it got me into fishing when I was a young kid, and that's that's what we fished for was catfish. So I, I'll i never give up catfishing, and it, they're not bad table fare. You take them out of cold water, they're pretty good to eat. I, they'll rival them darn walleyes, and in my, uh, in my opinion, they might fight harder than a walleye, too.
0: I tell you what, talking about catfish, the first time I ever had catfish was blackened catfish. It was at a place on a bar restaurant on 97 and 95 in Forest Lake, where it runs into the river there, mm-hmm. Mark. And it's the first time I ever had. And I thought it was wonderful. Yep. It was wonderful. And then within about six months after we went to that restaurant, it burned down. And from what I understand suspiciously, and no one knows what happened, but there's nothing there anymore. But man, it was, I'm a, I'm a big catfish fan. I think it's wonderful.
3: Yeah. I actually think I've, I've been talking to my buddies down in Iowa. The big, the big catfish run is on right now. And, and, uh, I told him, I says, I sure would like to get 20 gallons of catfish fillets and and have you guys bring them up and then do a uh, fundraiser at Bets on the Lake for uh, all you can eat catfish fry and a free will donation. Yeah, uh, and kind of take that tradition we had in Iowa and bring it up here and
4: see what happens.
0: Well, I'll just let the four outdoorsmen know because anytime there's something like that uh we can raise some money we like to do that but uh we like to eat too the boys like to eat Hey, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about we're just uh, just gonna we got to wrap this up with the andy we got uh a couple of the guests coming on but uh tell us how people can contact you if they have anybody they know who has medical or emotional f- issues physical disabilities especially veterans how can they contact you and make an appointment to get up there and fish
3: our direct phone number is area code 218-365-6900. We're also on the on the web. Just look up Veterans on the Lake Resort, Ely, Minnesota. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. We're pretty active on it. And something else to put in your wheelhouse, guys. We're celebrating our fortieth year of business this year nice. serving veterans. That's special. Uh It's uh, Our our big celebration is going to be September 8th, 9th, and 10th. It also coincides with the Harvest Moon Festival, which is huge up here in Ely, Minnesota. We're going to have uh, the Minnesota National Guard rock and country band performing up here on the 8th, Saturday night. And maybe a few other surprises uh, that will be brought forth uh, as time comes
0: on we'll post all of that information on our website and and facebook page and all of that of course we want to support you guys veterans on the lake ely minnesota this is andy birkenpaz he's the uh general manager of the place and if you have any questions he's the man he'll take care of you uh we've been there it's a beautiful place a beautiful facility a lot of, it's just it's 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 exciting and i want to get up there and try to catch a couple of walleyes and i want to catch a five-pound smallmouth and you're guaranteed i'll catch a five-pound smallie
3: Guaranteed, buddy. All right, Good take. <laughs> I'll be for you guys in my boat anytime.
0: All right, take care of yourself, Andy. Thanks for taking care of us for a couple of days up there last week. uh It's a, it's a lot of fun, and, and thanks for all you do. You are a special a special human being, and I mean that sincerely. All
3: right. Well, we appreciate what you guys do, and uh, have a great day. And like I say, give us a chat, guys.
0: All right. Have, have fun in Rainy River. Take it take it easy, buddy. All right, that's that's a good man there. It, it's uh, oh yeah, it's uh, great place. It
1: was way bigger than I imagined. Huge. I mean, it, it was a lot of cabins. I there. think
0: they had. At least twelve. I remember that. Oh, I, I think it was it like 20, twenty. Twenty-four. It was a 20, yeah. Yep. And then about we stayed 40 in the, some acres. We stayed in the rock house. The place we stayed in was a six-bedroom home. Is what it was. And mm-hmm. so it must be the original place of before they started this whole deal. It must have been a private property. You know, at one back time. in the
2: day, people were catching fish just outside of the rock, even with the rock house and the old <laughs> Martin. House, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 so yeah, oh, yeah. About ten feet of water. Yeah, in between yeah. the rock house and. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't believe how big like the lodge was too, like the dining beautiful, area,
1: huge, beautiful. Oh, we forgot to have him talk about the story he was telling us about. Um, there was a lane there right in front of the resort, and deer had to go on that when the deep w- when the snow was deep, right? And wolves would sit on on the tops of the hills and ambush them. So he said that there was like a deer slaughter factory right in front of it's the not cabin, u- not unusual. Where he people said. would just yeah. sit and watch. And what do you do? You can't do anything. Obviously, it's nature, yeah. but. Um, what an eerie thing to see yeah. like packs yeah. of wolves just yeah. taking down deer. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're smart animals. Yeah. yeah, It's crazy. Fall uh.
1: Lake was cool. I mean, it is cool to be on a lake where it's half, you know, open to the public and half closed off. I mean, that, that, when are you ever going to see that? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I wonder if he taunts
2: people when he goes over the line.
1: <laughs> hey guys. Yeah, yeah.
2: They're just reeling them I, in. I wonder if he has to remind a lot of people, like, what if they would took him like they're on their boat and like, he thinks he can go, they can go in too. I don't know. I bet that happens. I imagine. I'm sure. But no, but that's yeah, that's a pretty
0: a, special place. you know. That he's probably correct that there's only a couple of pontoons in the country that are fully accessible. The entire place is fully accessible. The swimming pool. They got a, a sauna. They have everything. All the cabins are fully accessible. So if, anyone, if you know of anybody who has any physical disabilities or mental disabilities that loves fishing, especially veterans, uh, Andy will take care of you guys. And uh, it's a it's it's a special deal that's called veterans on the lake just look it up and uh, you'll learn a whole lot about it got to get right back to you guys in a few minutes we got a special guest coming up it's mark's buddy he works with him ron Shera, of course with ron Shera productions and he's a turkey addict but uh, talk to you guys in a few minutes
2: the four outdoorsman is being recorded live at capra sporting goods
3: Fishing for life and reach for resources have impacted hundreds of lives right here in Minnesota, but they need your help to continue their missions. So on Thursday, we're going to do things a little differently. We'll keep playing the country you love, but we'll share how your donation will impact the lives of your neighbors. Join us on Thursday with the Bob FM Radiothon. To donate now and find out how you can make a song request to challenge others to donate during the Radiothon, go to mybobcountry.com and click on the Radiothon banner. Make sure you're listening all day Thursday. With your help, we can change lives.
1: It's time for Capra Sporting Goods Ice Fishing Clearance Sale. Get select ice fishing stuff for up to 30% off. Get huge discounts on electric augers like Strike Master, Ion, and Razor. Electronics like Garmin LiveScope, Vexlar, Markham, Otter and Eskimo sleds and hubs, rods, reels, tackles, and more. These are the best deals of the year. In-store only. Call or come in for specific pricing on what you're looking for. While supplies last, Capra's Outdoors on Highway 65 in Blaine. You know who has deals? Capra's has deals.
0: You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now and there are many many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today that same body of water is over 160,000 acres and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devils Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com and thanks. HVAC professionals, you don't have to drive to thrive because Daziel HVAC is growing. Incredible career
1: opportunities are available at Daziel Heating and Air. In fact, you're invited to attend one of their job fairs, either on Monday, April 17th or 24th from 2 to 6 at 4375 Highway 55, Southeast in Buffalo. No resumes needed. Openings exist for customer service reps, service apprentice, experienced service professionals, and lead an apprentice install. Can't make job fair? Give them a call or apply online at (laughs) azelehvac.com.
0: A hey, Balsam Beach Resort is just five miles south of Bemidji. Not just to fish, but completely enjoy a memorable family experience. Sure, multi-species fishing on beautiful Lake Plantagenet is superb. But with the heated pool, all the lakeshore water toys, basketball court, bonfires at night, Balsam Beach Resort is a must. Patty and Clint, they work their butts off to make sure that the cabins and grounds are spotless and your guests are going to make memories, and yeah, they're going to last a lifetime trust strewman on this one check out balsambeachresort.com arrowhead outdoors and ely minnesota it's a beautiful destination with minnesota's best fishing outfitter based on the star tribune's reader's choice awards of 2022 chris and steve of arrowhead outdoors have one big goal that's to make sure all of us enjoy spring and summer months in ely during 2023 Hey if there's only one bait store in Ely that's open all year round, which shows a commitment to everyone who loves the outdoors, relish the doorstep to the BWCA. That's Arrowhead Outdoors. Upgrade your summer
1: fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing boats from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side, starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale, going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details.
2: The Four Outdoorsmen is being recorded live at Capra Sporting Goods.
0: All right, Ron, I mean, Mark, why don't you bring us back in? This is your guy.
1: Yeah, here we are. It's Sunday night again, and to celebrate a lot of things, including turkey season, I'm honored to... Bring on uh, what I can. I consider a friend of mine. I guess. I guess that's thrown a lot, but um, Ron Shera, the man, the myth, the legend. How are you, sir?
4: Well, I'm doing fine. That's kind of hip music you boys use, you yeah, know? You. Uh,
0: hey, Ron, Ron, that music is from a guy named Joe Giuliano. And uh, I'm, oh, really? I, I, I'm now i got to tell a story here. I apologize. Yep, go ahead. Joe Giuliano, I saw him at a bar called um, Holla years ago in White Bear Lake. And I said, this guy, he's an old blues and jazz guy. So my wife and I watched him on Thursdays. The name of his group was uh, The Walking Wounded. And they were all Vietnam vets. And I love this guy's music. So when we started this show, we figured out it was with, with Brian Zepp and a couple of the guys. Were trying to figure, We need some bumper music. And I gave Brian Zepp this CD, and we chose this song for uh, our bumper music. And eventually, I told I told Joe Giuliano what we're doing and what song we're playing. He goes, "Am I getting paid?" I says, "Well, not yet, but I, I don't if you if you don't want us to play it, I understand it." He was really really cool about it. <laughs> so anyway, so I had I had him had him call in one time as a serious caller. And Brian Zep was from KQRS back then. Brian Zep answered the phone. and go, Hi, this is Brian Zep from the whatever we Four Outdoor whatever we were back then. And Joel Giuliano said, "Who the hell gave you permission to play my music?" And he was really good. He said, "I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sleeping in a box on Hennepin Avenue over here, and 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 you're not you're not paying me nothing. Who gave me?" Anything? He was really serious, and it took about three minutes to. For us to realize, he's, he's he's BSing, man. It was pretty cool. That's <laughs> Joe Giuliano. Joe Giuliano. How you been, friend? You been out? Now, we already started turkey hunting, right? Yeah, today. Well, you must be done turkey hunting, aren't you? you know, already, Ron, you done? You got yourself a bird?
4: Well, uh, you know, listen, I, I killed my first wild turkey in 1967. I've killed so many of them. I don't get too excited about uh, opening day. Yeah. I do get excited about looking forward to... Um, the chance to uh, uh, call and talk to those birds. And also I've got a couple of daughters. I love to take out grandson. They've all killed the turkeys themselves, but it's still, uh, it's very contagious thing. This wild Turkey hunting.
1: Ron, some of my favorite Minnesota bound episodes are you going Turkey hunting because you're so passionate and poetic about it. especially when you, you brought your daughters out and your grandson and uh, you can just feel it that, it's a passion of yours. What is it particularly about the sport of Turkey hunting that grabs your attention?
5: Well,
4: uh, it's a good question. Uh, first of all, I've got a musical ear and I was able to talk to turkeys, uh, because there's a, uh, a pacing that you use for the way the Turkey chirps. Um, and, uh, uh, you, I've done enough of listening to the hens and anyway um the thrill is having a conversation with these birds both both gobblers and hens sometimes hens will they'll start yucking at you and uh, actually coming to you, which is also a, something you can do when you're trying to hunt them now, I can't call a duck across the street <laughs> <laughs> me neither that's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, i, I, I bothered trying to uh, call geese Um, and I think I probably could if I worked at it but I didn't want to work that hard I can call turkeys so um, the main thing I well years ago um, I got started using uh, what they call a diaphragm call it's a mouth call
5: Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, it's the first one that was given to me by uh, in 1967 and I could make it work uh, because a lot of people gag on it and uh, I can make it work, And um, uh, but now I still carry one because you can use just your mouth, you don't have to make any motion movement. Now I basically use the slate call uh, most of the time because it makes every hand thing, that every hand call that you, you need or can imitate. And then I use a box call too that's effective. Uh, what I have found over the years that people say, yeah, well, which, which one's best? Um, well, I carry them all, if you saw my turkey vest. But uh, I have learned over the years that uh, sometimes a gobbler will respond to your box call. But it, then you use your slate and he doesn't respond to that. So you have to learn to you use the call that turns his knob, so to speak. And uh, just little things like that, that uh make it fun to um to uh, uh you know have a have a relationship with these birds in the wild. And Mark, you have to you'll appreciate this. You know, a wild turkey has the brain of about the size of a marble. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> but you know, they cannot they just uh they're amazing. They're I like to say they're Predictably unpredictable. There you go. That's a
1: good.
4: One. <laughs> you know what, yeah. uh, It's amazing yeah. they
1: have such a small brain, but they have outsmarted me for seven straight years, Ron. Um, <laughs> I w- would you go through uh, briefly, um, as me as a novice, you as an expert. You're walking into the woods. You know there's turkeys around. Are you calling on your way in? What 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 is the the progression of getting a big tom in front of
4: you. Well, yeah, you know, if, you, if, if you know there's turkeys in the area, one the the evening before, you should go out and see if you can get them to gobble when they're in the roost. So then you really know where they're at. Yep. And then you better provide in the woods while it's still dark, so they don't see you. Although, yeah, you, know, you know, well, their eyesight. Is not that great at dark and people say, Well, you gotta be quiet. Well there's deer and raccoons, everything walking through the woods, so you don't necessarily have to be quiet. But anyways, so that's that's one way to go and then when, and you wait you wait until they start gobbling in the morning. You don't mm-hmm. say anything. Okay. And uh, then I might call one time real lightly, I use my box call or my slate. Uh, just a light, soft, what they call a tree call, which is what the hen does. Because mm-hmm. hoppers and hens, they don't sleep together at night. Um, they use different trees. Yep. So I'll have a bat, uh, until I until he hears that and he'll gobble once to it. Then I don't say anything more. What a lot of hunters make a mistake is they start... When they hear him gobble, they go, oh, isn't that wonderful? I'm gonna call him again, make him gobble. We all love to hear that gobble, but you have to understand, the gobbler, his idea is that the hen walks into him, then he flies down, puts a big strut, and they go have a little hanky panky. You're trying to reverse all that. Mm-hmm. So if you if you keep calling, he'll stay in that tree waiting for you. So I just call him once. Or until I get a gobble back from him, then I shut up. And then now he's sitting up there in his tree saying, "Oh, hey, what happened to that girlfriend? Oh my gosh, did she wander off? I better, I better fly down and 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 see what she's doing." So when I hear him fly down, then I start calling again. I say, "Hey, hey, hey, buddy, I'm over here. I'm ready." You know that kind of a thing. As a head, it's an x Yeah,
2: it's an extra. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same tactic back in the day when you'd go to the bar. I yeah, guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One call and then you shut you up. You gotta play hard
0: to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny.
4: Thing. And the hens pay no attention to you, right? <laughs> bar- <laughs> <laughs>
1: so to this point you haven't done any gobbles yet. You're you're mimicking a hen. When does the when yeah. does the gobble come into play?
4: I don't do a gobble mm-hmm. uh uh unless unless I have a gobbler kind of that I've been talking to, and he won't, he won't show up, and he he's he just stays somewhere out of range. That maybe can't even see him, uh, but he gobbles at everything I every hen call I make. But he he won't come in. Mm-hmm. Part of that is they have they have places where they like to meet the hen, so he'll go there, and then he just gobbles and says, "Hey, come on, girl, come over here, come over here." Well, and then you're trying to get him to come to you. So then maybe I might use a gobble mm-hmm. um, to let him know, hey, another boy is in town here. You yeah. know, hey, Ron- you better be careful. better be careful using another gobble because yep. you might in the woods with inexperienced hunters and uh, they might hear your gobble and maybe shoot at the sound. Yeah, I it's, say that. it's happened before. That's for sure.
0: That's unfortunate. will. When you go check the where they're roosting and if you find out where they're roosting, that's half the battle for you. Then when you go in the woods the next morning, how close do you get to that particular area where they're roosting?
4: Well, I get as close as I feel comfortable that I'm not spooking them mm-hmm. and uh, I can get comfort, I can get set up, etc. Um, I don't use a blind for the most part. I like to be mobile, but I do use a face mask and I do sit up against the tree, and, and so I'm, I even try to, sometimes I sit in a brush pile, uh, so I'm, I really can't be seen too well, and then you don't move. Turkeys got great eyesight, they can see color, but um, if you don't move, uh, you're pretty good. Of course, you have to make a move at, at one point, but you wait to make that move when the gobbler's in range and speaking of range, uh, it's imperative that you pattern your shotgun ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use a 12-gauge Federal 6 Premium. I know it's from 6, I oh, like 4. No, 6. I want BBs out there. But I use a, 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 with a Benelli shotgun with a, a one-power scope on it. And, um, and then I pattern that shotgun so that when I put the crosshairs... On the bottom of the neck, on the on the, uh, on my uh, target, all the shot goes up from there and clobbers the neck and head. You don't want, you don't need shot in the body because you put all your shot in the body, a gobbler's likely to run off. So, but that's very important. And you can shoot a gobbler at fifty yards if you have your shotgun patterns right. But if you don't, you're just going to be wounding some birds out there. Hey, Ron,
0: you, you, most of your life, your professional life. It's been in the media, you know, and and the whole world knows, you and all that kind of good stuff. And everyone, you know, it's you're always with people when you're doing when you were doing your job. Intrinsically, there must be something more involved with turkey hunting than just getting the bird. I'm guessing you must enjoy the solitude and the challenge at the same time.
4: Well, yeah, and I enjoy taking people. Out because um, it's something you know. You 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 know turkeys have had me addicted for a long time, and, and so you like to share that addiction with people. Um, in fact, um, you know Bud Grant just recently died. Right. I I on his very first turkey hunt um, in the Black Hills. He flew out to the Black Hills with me, where I where I first uh, learned my turkey hunting, and um, and he got addicted. And from then on, uh, he started hunting turkeys in Kansas and Minnesota and Wisconsin, and uh, so I take pride in that. Um, but um, yeah, it, and you know, when you're turkey hunting, you hear—I mean, there's other things. You hear rough grouse drumming, you hear um, cardinals singing, bob—uh, not baba, a, a lot of birds. And of course, you have deer ticks. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. Hey, you mentioned you mentioned Bud Grant. You know, I'm I'm 71 years old, and and I went to a Super Bowl in 1974. Maybe I think it was in Oakland. We lost to Oakland. I remember that. We was out, it was out at the uh, the Rose Bowl. And if you spent a lot of time, I'm sure a lot of trips and things with Bud Grant. He was a big, big part of our life when we were growing up. What is your favorite personal Bud Grant story?
4: Well. Um the turkey hunt is one of them but another is um you know he loved to hunt ducks and and i had a spot up here in anoka county that was just a private kind of a marsh lake thing maybe it wasn't so private you, you could get get into it but it was loaded with mallards and i told him about it one time and uh i'll say this you know he knew he because i was the outdoor writer for the tribune i wrote about hunting and fishing yeah i became I became his friend I was invited to practice I could hang out there with the, meet a lot of the players he he just allowed that uh, with me because I was yeah. anyway yeah so told him about all these mallards and uh, I said uh, once I said uh, if you want to come out there I'll, I'll meet you we probably ought to be out there about five or six in the morning this in the fall you know uh, so so he said he would so I, I met him out in Anoka he drove up from Bloomington and uh, we met a spot here we went in and and went to hunt ducks and uh, indeed the place was loaded with mallards but I gotta tell you my blind etc. was not so good and these mallards are flying all around us but very few in range so we're sitting there and we're talking he just loved to be out there anyway and I said to him uh, you know but I said most of Minnesota uh, fans of the Vikings they're 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 in knots because tomorrow Sunday you have a playoff game with the <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, and I uh, you you know most we would think you should be in the office maybe figuring out one more play to fool Cleveland. <laughs> and he's, work, Ron. If I don't have it figured out by now the next 24 hours won't
0: make a difference. Had a boy. Had a boy Mr. Grant. He was I just love yep. this guy. I've always wanted to go to his garage sale and I never did, but I just <laughs> I would have loved to go gone to his garage sale and pick up something from him, boy. Uh what a, what a yeah. great you are very blessed. You've developed a lot of great relationships, met some great people and and seen and done a lot of things and one of them is turkey hunting and uh I'm excited to hear what the next uh, accomplishment of yours is. So when you do get your next bird, uh, let Mark, you know, and, and we'll get you on and he can tell the story. All right, buddy.
4: Yeah, no problem. Um, you're oh, I'm
1: sorry, Ron, uh, you cut off there. We're going to have to get you back on uh, soon to talk about minfish and talk about the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest. Is that okay? We just, uh, oh, of course. We just enjoyed the turkey story so much that uh, we let it run later than I thought we would, which is yeah. great. And which is why we
4: had you no on. Right. No problem.
0: All right, buddy, take care of yourself and uh, see how to your family, and, and uh, be safe out there if you would. And thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsmen. Thanks, boys. You better take care, buddy. Uh, that's a, a genuinely nice man. You know, Even oh, yeah. if he wasn't who he, who he was publicly. He's just generally an, a nice guy, and I know he knows it's all a game. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. He, it's like I fooled him all these years. You know, <laughs> you know, but he's a great, great guy. Thanks to Ron Sheriff Thanks to Andy pass from Veterans on the Dork, on the Dork, on the Door, on the Dork, uh, on That's the lake. No Veterans, lake, Veterans on the Lake. <laughs> they have doors uh, in Ely, Minnesota. And thanks to all of you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, in the meantime, my buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.